Hello and welcome to Social Justice Matters, a podcast from Social Justice Ireland. My name is Colette Bennett and I'm Economic and Social Analyst with Social Justice Ireland. Now, while many of the other podcasts in our library give you a chance to listen back to some of our best seminars or listen to interviews on different topical issues, the purpose of the 10 minute lesson series is to inform and educate listeners on a particular area of policy, giving a brief overview and hitting on the key points that we think people need to know. This episode of 10 Minute Lessons is about Housing and Poverty 2022, a publication we released on Monday the 10th of January 2022. As you can tell from the title, it's a tale of two parts. In last week's episode, I brought you through the definition of poverty, how it's calculated, and some of the headline numbers in relation to housing and housing subsidies. In this episode, we'll be looking at certain groups who are more susceptible to housing poverty, as well as our policy recommendations from Social Justice Ireland. So first, we'll look at housing costs and poverty risk generally. The overall rate of people at risk of poverty in the state in 2020 was 13.2%. This equates to 661,518 people, and it includes 210,363 children. After accounting for mortgage interest and rent payments on the home, the overall poverty rate increases from 13.2% to 19%, or 952,185 people. So almost 1 million people living in poverty, including almost 300,000 children. One in five of the total population were living below the poverty line in 2020. 300,000 of those were in poverty because of their housing costs. When we look in terms of the type of housing that people are living in, whether they're living in rented accommodation or they own or occupy, we can see from the silk data that about 71.2% of the population owned their own home. So they lived in owner occupied homes with or without a mortgage or loan. And that the, the remaining 28.8% lived in homes that were rented or were rent-free, so living at home with parents, for example. Of the owner-occupied people, and that equates to about three and a half million of the people in Ireland living in owner-occupied homes, 7.1% were at risk of poverty in 2020, so that's just over a quarter of a million people. The poverty data breaks it down further, so it indicates that just under 5% of owner-occupiers with an outstanding mortgage and 9.5% of those without are at risk of poverty before any housing costs were taken into account. When mortgage interest is factored in, 8.2% of all people living in owner-occupied homes are at risk of poverty, some 292,591 people, with the rate for those with a mortgage increasing from 4.8% to 7.1%, and obviously the rate for those with no mortgage staying the same. A similar but far more stark pattern is observed when we consider people in rented accommodation. Overall, 27.6% of people in rented or rent-free accommodation, so that's almost 400,000 people, are at risk of poverty before rent payments are taken into account. The breakdown within this tenure type indicates that 15.7% living rent-free, 37.6% renting from the local authority, 22.7% renting in the private rented sector, but with subsidies such as HAP or RAS or rent supplement, and 16.7% renting without any housing supports 
are at risk of poverty before rent payments are factored in. Now, this increases sharply. So when we start to factor in the rent, we see that overall, 44.7% of people living in rented or rent-free accommodation were at or below the poverty line in 2020. 49.8% of those renting from a local authority were in poverty after they paid their rent. 55.9% of those living in private rented accommodation with subsidies were in poverty. And 30.7% of those who are renting without any housing supports. This not only shows that there are deep inequalities experienced by people living in the private rented sector generally, but it clearly demonstrates that private rented subsidies are not the solution, as we talked about in last week's episode. The inadequacy of low incomes when almost half of all people living in properties rented from the local authority are at risk of poverty after making their rent payments is also very starkly highlighted. When we look then at household composition, so who lives in these households, again, we're starting to see quite similar patterns as we would see with the usual kind of poverty data. So according to the 2020 Silk, the household type most at risk of poverty were lone parents with a rate of 31.8% before they paid any housing costs. There were 280,644 people living in single parent households in 2020, of which 89,000 were at risk of poverty. However, the rate increases to exactly half, 50% of all single parent households were living in poverty after mortgage interest and rent is accounted for. That equates to 140,000 people, meaning that an additional 51,000 people living in single parent households were at risk of poverty after they paid for their housing costs. Single adult households younger than 65 have the next highest risk of poverty at 30.7%. So this means that there were 87,000 single adults living in poverty in 2020. After paying rent or mortgage interest, the proportion at risk of poverty increased to 40.1% or 114,500 people, an additional almost 27,000 people living in poverty in these single adult households due to their housing costs. But that's not all of it. When we consider older people, we see that according to Silk, 14.5% of the population were aged 65 or over in 2020, so roughly 730,000 people. Of these, 7.9% were living at risk of poverty. That equates to about 57,000 people before any housing costs have been paid. After mortgage interest and rent was factored in, the risk of poverty rate for this age group increased to 11.9%, so an additional 29,000 older people. Um, to, so that equates to 86,473 older people. Older people living alone have the fourth highest poverty rate of all household types pre-housing costs at 15.8%, so just over 37,000 people. This increases to 25.4%, so just over one in every four, moving to the third highest and equating to almost 60,000 people when mortgage interest and rent are paid. These figures are really concerning, notwithstanding the fact that we know that most older people are more likely to be owner occupiers. Moving on then to the impact of housing costs and poverty on people living with disabilities. 
According to the 2016 census, which was the last one to be held, 19.3% of the population, so almost 113,000 people um, living with a disability, were living alone, accounting for 28% of all persons living alone on census night. Both the number of persons with a disability and the rate of living alone among people with disability has increased since 2011. A further 44,500 persons with a disability lived in communal establishments, a reduction of 421 on the previous census, and a total of 49,500 people in the state aged 65 and over were living in communal establishments, with 31,000 being persons with a disability. Of these people aged 65 and above, 20,702 were living in nursing homes, 6,866 were in hospital, and almost three and a half thousand were reported as living with religious institutions, shelters and refuges on census night in 2016. In the breakdown of accommodation requirements and the summary of social housing needs assessments for 2021, 4,000 households reported within the specific breakdown of housing requirements, a household member is having an enduring physical, sensory, mental health or intellectual disability, a decrease of 3% in the previous year. A breakdown of the main need for social housing support shows that 5,800 households reported some form of disability, a decrease from 6,173 the previous year. Even when accommodation is in place though, it's not a guarantee of security. The rate of poverty risk among people unable to work due to a long-standing health problem in 2020 rose from 33.7%, so just under 66,000 people, to 47.4% or just under 93,000 people after housing costs have been factored in. Coupled with the reduction in availability of housing adaptation grants, the increase in poverty among people with long-standing health problems due to housing costs indicates an increasing housing precarity for this group. When we come then to housing costs, poverty and unemployment, we see second only to people living with a long-standing health problem, people who are unemployed have a consistently high rate of poverty risk. At 32%, some 75,373 unemployed people are living below the poverty line before paying mortgage interest or rent. This rate increases to 44.4%, so more than two in five or 104,500 people after these costs have been taken into account. When we look at those who are at home engaging in domestic duties, we can see that the poverty risk among these people is 19.4% before any housing costs have been factored in. So that's about 58,000 people. This increases to 28.4% or 85,000 people once housing costs have been taken into account. A report published in November 2020 by the National Women's Council of Ireland found that 71.5% of women surveyed were providing care in their own home, while 31% were providing care outside of the home. And overall, 85% of respondents reported that their caring responsibilities had increased during COVID. Reports of financial abuse among victims of domestic, sexual and gender-based violence also rose during 2020. Given the gendered nature of both domestic duties and financial control, the risk of poverty for this group must be addressed. But what can we do about it? Social Justice Ireland believes that it should be a national priority to provide all with a sufficient income to live a life with dignity. 
This would require enough income to provide a minimum floor of social and economic resources in such a way as to ensure that no person in Ireland falls below the threshold of social provision necessary to enable him or her to participate in activities that are considered the norm for society generally. Specifically relating to housing costs, Social Justice Ireland believes that the following are required. We need to set a target of 20% of all housing stock to be social housing and achieve this through building more social homes. We saw the establishment of the Commission on Housing and we look forward to hearing more from them. We need to increase the provision of housing first accommodation for families in emergency accommodation with wraparound supports to include public health nurses, dietitians, speech and language therapists, physical therapists and mental health workers. We need to introduce legislation to limit the length of time families can spend in family hubs and other emergency accommodation. We need to allow local authorities and approved housing bodies to pool their resources to finance and increase supply in a sustainable way. We need to ensure that no state land suitable for housing is sold by a local authority or a state agency. We need to utilise existing housing development models to reduce the average price of a family home to below 220,000. We need to develop a system of affordable rent through the cost rental model. We need to increase the rate of local authority rent inspections from 10%. We need to resource the enforcement of legislation targeting short-term lettings. We need to commence the legislation bringing a statutory tenant deposit scheme into effect. That legislation was enacted in 2015, but the actual piece of it that needs to bring in this um, deposit protection scheme has not yet been enacted. We need to enforce the vacant site levy or whatever improvement is made following last year's budget. We need to introduce sanctions for local authorities who don't utilise funding available to provide safe, sustainable traveller accommodation. We need to review the mortgage to rent scheme for those in late stage mortgage arrears and introduce a shared equity scheme for mortgages in arrears of 10 years or more. And finally, we need to introduce the reforms of the personal insolvency legislation committed to in the programme for government. These measures would go some way to supporting households who are in poverty, particularly those who are being pushed into poverty due to their housing costs. And that's where I'll leave you for today's episode. If you'd like any more information on housing and poverty, you can check out this briefing, Housing and Poverty 2022, on our website, socialjustice.ie. If you have any questions or have any suggestions for future podcast episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch at secretary at socialjustice.ie. And until next time, stay safe.